Thank you so much for tuning into the Age of Jeremy. I'm your host, Jeremy Quintanilla, and we appreciate you listening to our amazing ads that came right before this. I wanted to uh, just remind you, if you head on over to Manscaped, hopefully you just heard that ad run, uh, head on over to Manscaped and uh, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Age of Radio. Their new lawnmower 4.0 is out, and uh, we appreciate uh, them uh, supporting the network. So we definitely want to make sure that you uh, get uh, their amazing product. So go ahead and reach out to uh, manscaped.com. And again, it's promo code Age Radio for 20% off plus free shipping. Now, that being said, this episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to run through the news. There was other news when I recorded this episode. I recorded it on my way to 3T Fitness. Um, again, if you don't know, I own a company called 3T Fitness. You can follow us on YouTube at 3T Warrior Academy. We have an online program that teaches mindset, teaches health, and it also teaches cryptocurrencies and generational wealth building. That being said, if you want to join the program, it is $69 a month. It is slashed and 90% off. So head on over to 3T Warrior Academy. Check out some of our videos. See if it's something that makes sense for you. Changing your mindset, changing your health, and changing generational wealth. So I've been going back to our fitness center. I live in Glendale, Arizona, if you don't know. And the fitness center is in Mesa, which is essentially across the state. And or at least across what people think of metropolitan Phoenix. And so I live across the the state. So I take a little bit of time to get there. So I thought I'd I'd use my Zoom H1N uh, recorder. I probably should use my H6, but the H1N is just really easy to take with me. I might upgrade this to an H2 to do some more audio on the go so we could get some more of these podcasts out. I am really booked strata for time, especially with the software development program uh, that I'm going through to really focus on bringing Age of Radio into software development and into the future and creating our own apps. So we have, you know, like a 5, 10, 15, 20 year plan out in front of us. So I'm very, very focused on this software piece of it. So a lot of my time has been going to this programming. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, again, it's driving in the car. So hopefully the audio sounds good. And, and when I did the episode, it was actually a couple of weeks ago that I recorded it. And when I did it, I did news, um, because I really think it's important that you're staying up to date on what's happening in financial markets. And so I read a lot of the wall street journal. I read a lot of barons. Uh, I read a lot of market watch, even though I'm not a huge fan of Fox in general, I do, I do like the Dow Jones, um, suite of products, which includes barons. So wall street journal, WSJ pro, um, some other stuff that you probably never heard of like Factiva, I think is what it's called. Um, which we're looking at getting here over the next couple of years as we move more into media. But, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and, and, uh, tell you some great places where you can find uh, Age of Jeremy at. Um, We're redoing the Age of Jeremy website. I talk a little bit about that and not really redoing it. There was an update to the PHP and an update to WordPress that I never did. And when I did the update to the PHP, I didn't update the WordPress. And so the site kind of went down. So I'm working on getting that back up so we can do a lot more blogging and, and really building the Age of Jeremy as a brand. And so... 
So I, I hope that you enjoy this. Um, we're starting to do more interviews. Hopefully you listen to the interview with Tiana, um, my cousin. Um, we had an interview set for, uh, that was gonna be coming out with someone else, but the interview got a little bit too emotional and there was some stuff that they didn't really wanna talk about. And that's one of the things that I really want to do with the uh, interviews is really find out about what drives individuals, whether they're entrepreneurs or in their regular work life or in podcasting or whatever. I just love hearing stories about people. And that's one of the things that I find really fascinating about podcasting and really fascinating about storytelling and journalism and writing and all this stuff. And as I look back at my life and I look at where I've been and and the things that I should have been doing with my life, you know, I regret that I kind of focused on going into finance. Um, And I think the MBA was good, but spending the time on finance, I probably, as I've said this many, many times before, really probably would have done something with engineering or really focused on film and audio and sound, because that's where my true passion is. And so I, I think really spending these last couple of years building 3T Fitness and getting into the podcasting and starting this podcasting company really reminded me of my creative aspirations. And, you know, that's really what uh, I really want to get back to focusing on. So but anyways, I enjoyed making this episode. Uh, I enjoy doing the interviews with people. So there's lots of great stuff that's to come on Age of Jeremy. Uh, and we will be getting these back on track for weekly release. But before I kick it over to, I guess, myself for the little market watch breakdown, hopefully this is some insight for you as an investor, as a business owner, or whatever the case is. Um, but before I do that, go ahead and make sure that you follow me on Instagram at Age of Jeremy. Follow me on TikTok. Uh, at Age of Jeremy and specifically on TikTok, if we can get to a thousand followers or once we get to a thousand followers, I'm going to be giving away uh, a Zoom um, item. I'm not going to say what it is. You have to go to the TikTok to find out and I'll be posting more about it. So make sure that you go and do that uh, and um, make sure that you follow me on Twitter at Age of Jeremy Q. And then for my buddy, Coach JV underscore, uh, and then Kevin anytime, follow both of them on TikTok, follow 3T Warrior Academy on YouTube, follow 3T Fitness on Instagram, follow 3T Warrior Labs on Instagram, follow Kevin anytime on Instagram. I mean, we're all really just building our social media platforms and it's been fun. So, you know, come along with us with the journey and hopefully you learn a lot of stuff. So, um, let's go ahead and, uh, kick off the opener and we will do some news. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. You were listening to age of Jeremy. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the co-founder of age of radio and three T fitness and well, other businesses that I am working on. This podcast is about everything that I learn and the trials and tribulations it took to learn them. I hope you enjoy. All right. So as you know, um, we're going to do, we're going to start trying to get this news thing a little bit more organized. So I found this cool sound to let you know that it's news time. All right. So one of the biggest things, and I want to talk about this because I think this is great. Um, this is, again, all of my news comes from Market Watch. Um, so make sure that you go over to Market Watch. One day they will sponsor the show, I'm sure. 
don't really know what they'll do to sponsor it, other than me saying our news comes from Market Watch. Um, but this is from uh, uh, this is from Market Watch. It's a an article called "Bitcoin Dogecoin Lead Wipe Out uh, of Over Half a Trillion Dollars in Manic Monday for Crypto." So this uh, news is being recorded on five seventeen Tax Day. So hopefully you got your taxes done. So Coinboy, Coinbase shares are down over five percent Monday as crypto complex unwind gains. At last check, Bitcoin BTC USD was down 1.2%, was changing hands at $43,047.15 on Coindesk. So one Bitcoin was costing $43,047.15, off nearly 9% and down around 30% from its mid-April peak, near $65,000. Another big one, Dogecoin, Doge USD, minus 1.62%, the popular meme stock, Traded in 2013 was trading at 48 cents um, or off over 5% and down more than 36% from its peak near 75 cents put in last Saturday as crypto champion and Tesla Inc. is down 2.9% when CEO Elon Musk appeared on NBC sketch comedy show Saturday Night Live. So the reason why I bring this up is, yes, I believe that you should have a broader, a broad portfolio that includes cryptocurrencies. Um, Cryptocurrencies aren't going to be going away. There's a lot of benefit of looking at Bitcoin, and I encourage people to do their research on it. Bitcoin, because there is a finite amount of it that can be mined, right? It is better suited to be a hedge rather than gold um, for inflation for a couple of reasons. Uh, you can divide Bitcoin by any number and you, it's divisible, right? So we can always have a piece of it. If we were to do that with gold, we would have to shave off some of it. And so therein lies really the problem and why Bitcoin kind of fixes this piece of it. The other problem is gold being a, you know, a natural resource, I suppose, um, it's mined and we can only mine so much of it and one day it'll be empty, but we don't know when that is. Okay, we can do run tests. We can um, have a geologist probably help us out and look at data and come to an idea about how much gold, about how much gold might be left in the world. But we don't know. And so Bitcoin has an end date when there will be no more Bitcoin available. And so that's another really good reason for the the for it to be a good hedge against inflation. The problem that I'm running into with this Bitcoin piece is how Elon Musk. And I'm not going to say anything negative about Elon Musk. I think that he's been very, I guess, um, he's really uh, someone that I, I've, you know, looked at. And a lot of people look at because he's a very smart man. Um, he's created some amazing companies. He's really, if the things that he actually created have helped propel us forward since the Internet has 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 come around. And so nothing negative about him. The problem is, is that there is so much market manipulation that is going on with the fact that he can say things on Saturday Night Live and it affects what people do, right? It affects them selling off of the coin. And we don't know what he actually believes. He could be doing this for whatever reason. You know, I was listening to a podcast today. I think it's Pivot with Kara Swisher and a gentleman from the New York uh, Magazine. I forgot his name, so I apologize. Uh, to him if he ever listens to this podcast. And I, w in there, they're talking about the fact that, well, if he unloaded his Bitcoin right before he made the announcement that he wasn't going to accept Bitcoin as a natural resource or because of how the mining affects the environment. So they stopped, Tesla stopped accepting Bitcoin for purchases of Tesla. 
And so if this drops, right, and he drops it, and then he goes out and buys the 1.5 billion or whatever Tesla had, or he had, or whoever had um, of the Bitcoin back, then there is definitely a something that the SEC should look at and be like, okay, was this market manipulation? Because we have the way that social media works, people can say things and it can impact the market so much now. And this is something that people need to think about. And a lot of people are going to be like, well, he has every right to do that. And yes, people have every right to say the shit that they want and people should be doing their research. But we know that people aren't going to do their own research. Right. And so we have things that are in place to help people so they don't get screwed, right? Because they're looking at this, they wanna get rich. For some reason, our whole retirement system is either based off of putting the money into social security and getting a check back, or it's investing in these companies without any idea of what investing is, right? Or, 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 I mean, or, or the idea of the 401k, which is something I don't personally do. I wouldn't, I would suggest people do a 401k if I was to advise them, but do I do it? No, because I would rather own a company. But the point is, is that the, the, the role of the SEC is to look at these things and say, how, how are the things that these people are doing affecting the overall market economy? Because people's pension plans, and by that I mean 401ks and other types of retirement investment plans, they're tied to the, the, the market. Right. And so when people do this and these things drop, people can lose their retirement. And that's when it becomes a problem for me. And that's the kind of thing that I do not like. Me and you, if you, me and you hung out, whoever's listening to this, we could talk about money all day. We could talk about investing. We talk about good company. We could talk about crypto. We could talk about the economics. We could talk politics. We could talk all about that stuff. And that's fun. And I like doing that. But I do not like it when the things that people do and say because of their greed affect people that don't know any better, that are listening to the people that they look up to or people that they think that have answers and are telling them to invest in their 401k, have an IRA account, right? And then when stuff like this happens and those markets move and those 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 markets get impacted by this type of manipulation for this person's gain, that's when there's a problem at it. And I, and I think that that's one of the biggest things that frustrates me about this. So it's interesting because Doge is still actually doing pretty well. Do I think Doge can replace the dollar? I don't know. It'd be cool if it did. I think the Maverick Stadium started taking it um, and Amazon's going to start taking it and Tesla might start accepting it because it doesn't have as much of an environmental impact on the mining. And so I encourage you, if you don't understand what I mean when I say that the crypto is being mined, go and research it on YouTube, get an understanding of it, look at how the environment is being impacted by it, and and do your own research. Like we want people to do their own research, but at the end of the day, not everybody's going to do it and not everybody's capable of doing it. And it's our job, right? It's our job as responsible people to help look after the people that don't know any better. And I find it frustrating that these markets can be moved and moved so wildly by some guy talking about it on Twitter. So Dogecoin will migrate from proof of work to proof of stake to make it viable. So what does that mean? So Dogecoin will likely transition from a proof of work protocol to proof of stake, speculated Alice Mashinsky, the chief executive and founder of Celsius Network on Friday during a webcast hosted by his lending platform on YouTube. Um, This is what Mashinsky had to say. I'm going to make a prediction, declared Mashinsky. In the next two years, Dogecoin is going to migrate from proof of work to proof of stake, he said. Proof of work is a protocol that Bitcoin 
uses to confirm transactions on the blockchain, and that framework has been criticized for using a tremendous amount of energy to verify transactions on the digital ledger. Okay, and so this is what we were talking about, how it has an environmental impact on it. So under the proof of stake protocol, right, which Dogecoin is still on proof of work, under the proof of stake protocol, miners are randomly selected to confirm a transaction, but to do so, they must commit a certain number of cryptocurrencies to the blockchain. And the way that they do that uh, is by uh, predetermining the miners. The race to solve the complicated puzzles, which proof of work uses, reduces high electricity and hardware costs and discourages illicit behavior, such as double spending and trolling the network. Crypto experts have argued that uh, this is essentially a better way to do it. So Ms. Shinsky's comments come after crypto bull Elon Musk tweeted on Wednesday last week that he would halt the use of Bitcoin for purchase of electro vehicle company, right? And so what's ironic about this and the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because he also made a statement that he's working with Dogecoin to make it more efficient, but for environmental pieces. So the only way that you would make it more, more efficient is if you move from a proof of work to a proof of stake protocol. So I, I just think it's interesting that I just want to bring this up because it seems like everybody's fucking with everybody and the people that are getting fucked don't know that they're getting fucked. And that's the biggest problem. And that's the one reason why, again, I don't really believe that we should be listening to everything that people say on Twitter and we need to do our own research and make our own assessments. Okay. And again, like I said, I have a crypto company or a, uh, uh, I have Crypto is part of our generational wealth building piece in the 3T Warrior Academy. So it's not like I'm not, it's not like, it's not like I'm not not biased against it, right? Because I have some biases towards people doing cryptocurrencies. But at the end of the day, I would rather people have a full understanding of transparent about what's really happening and encourage them to do their own research and not just listen to the stuff that we say or listen to what anybody else has to say and go and do their own research to make their own assessments of what's going on. All right, and last but not least, American families will finally get their child tax credit money. Here's when the first payments will arrive. And again, this is coming from MarketWatch. Um, the payments will reach more than 65 million children, according to senior administration officials. More than two months after federal lawmakers boosted the child tax credit payout and broadened eligibility is one part of its 1.9 trillion stimulus bill. There are more specifics about those enhancements. The Treasury Department's announced Monday that payments will be made on the 15th of every month, beginning in July and running through December. The payments are scheduled for the 15th, unless the date happens to be a weekend or holiday. The payments will reach household uh, households raising an estimated 65.25 million children, according to senior administration officials. That's about 39 million households, representing 88% of America's families with kids. At least that's what the Treasury Department said. Some 80% of eligible households will be getting the money via direct deposit. The other 20% of eligible households will receive the payments in paper checks and detail cards. In March, the American Rescue Plan increased the child tax credit from 2000 to 3600 for children under the age of six. It increased the payout from 2000 to 3000 for children above that age and included 17-year-olds. The increase is good for one year. So, in March, child tax credit went from 2000 to 3600 for children under age six. Um, these child tax credit payouts are gonna be start on the 15th of July, and they're gonna run throughout the rest of the year. Is this something that I agree with? Absolutely, I think this will be great for the economy. I hope that people go out and buy some cool shit with it and have it, um, because uh, that's really the purpose of it. No, I don't think, um, 
just based off of precedence that it's going to have any real huge impact on inflation. What is going to have a huge impact on inflation is when everybody gets back to working again and everybody's working and they're pumping all of that money into the economy as well. Um, there's a term for this. Again, I'm not an economist, so I would do research on it yourself. But do you have to worry about inflation? No. If you live in Arizona, you do have to worry about the rising ridiculous fucking house prices. My house I bought for, uh, I think like $190,000 or something. Um, we owe, I don't know, like $180,000 or less. Supposedly it's worth close to $300,000. Would I pay $300,000 for this? Fuck no. Is that price of housing getting ridiculous? Absolutely, and I feel terrible for anybody that is in the process of looking for a house, and it just breaks my heart that we live in a world where no one gives a shit about this. But I guess that's the world that we live in because we live in a greedy capitalist society where real estate is super, super important. Um, but no, I think that's good. If you have kids, I'd say, great, take that money, buy cool shit for your kids. I would encourage people to save some of it. I encourage people to invest in it. And if you want to, again, know more about cryptocurrency, think about joining our 3T Warrior Academy. Again, I'm biased because we talk about cryptocurrency a lot. Um, and, and just so you know, I do I do hold Dogecoin. I do hold Ether, which is Ethereum. I have ADA. I have Audio. I think that that company is going to be great once it gets going. Um, or I guess that nonprofit's going to be great once it gets going. Um, I hold Litecoin. And I for fun, I own Shiba, which we're not going to talk about to today. But that's kind of what's going on in the news right now. Um, there's also that uh, Palestinian and Israel thing that's going on. So you might want to uh, keep an eye on that. <laughs> um, I'm not going to make a, a assessment on whose side that I'm on. I'm going to try to stay biased um, or unbiased in, in that piece of it. Um, if you know my politics, you can kind of guess what my opinion is. Um, but again, not really trying to talk too much about it. Uh, on this show, we're really trying to, to help business owners and small business owners uh, get better and uh, make better decisions. And one of the best decisions that you can make is sign up for marketwatch.com. I think when you buy Barron's, I think is how it's how I get everything for free on it because I buy Barron's. Barron's is a great weekly magazine uh, paper that comes out that talks about investing. Uh, I feel like one of the things that you can do for yourself that will be really, really good for you and for your children, if you have children or for your spouse, is to spend time, learn about investing and start investing. So um, uh, we'll be right back and uh, we'll have the main part of the program. All right. So again, this is a pre-recorded. I recorded this on my H1 in uh, Zoom. I really enjoy this. It's me talking a little bit about software development, some of the troubles that I've been having with uh, my programming and the schedule and everything that's going on and all the amazing changes that's happening in my life uh, with everything. So kind of wanted to get back to talking a little bit about more about what's going on with the business and what we're doing to run the business. I think that worked really, really well when we were doing it, mainly because it helped focus um, on what we were trying to do and sharing that with everybody. So uh, I hope that you enjoy. Please excuse the audio. Again, I'm recording this in my car. All right, welcome back. Thank you so much. You are joining me in my car today as I drive to 3T Fitness. And I had a budget episode about budgeting that I wanted to do today. 
um, or this last couple of weeks, but with everything that's been going on, it's been hard to stay on my weekly schedule for the podcast, especially since I'm trying to get more interviews in. And then, so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to a, a bi-weekly podcast for a little bit, but I wasn't going to tell you guys just have it happen. And then I was going to, um, slowly move back to a weekly once I'm done working at the bank and start working for 3T Fitness full time. So I was going to do bi-weekly the rest of this year and maybe sprinkle in some special episodes, but I wanted to talk about budgeting today, but since I'm on my way to 3T, I thought that I would just kind of give you an update on the, the, the development of moving to a software company, um, and, and a full media company. So, because I know that originally this was about all the stuff that I was doing with the business and then it kind of fell to the wayside because I wanted to talk more about finance stuff because I think it would be interesting to get more into finance journalism and to do some stories. So I've been researching on some people that I might want to write about as I get the block back up and running because the age of Jeremy website is still down because WordPress updated and then the PHP back in wouldn't work on the website and I haven't updated that and it's just a mess. I can't wait until we have a team where we can build a much faster website, build out the web app and have that connected to the podcast app, which brings me to some of the problems that I've been having. So Android, so I'm an Android user and most people use Androids, but I'm not stupid to realize that most people that listen to podcasts actually listen on Apple podcasts, but now Spotify is kind of taking that over. So I understand all that part, but I made the decision to do the Android app first because a, I feel like the underlining languages that are behind that are much more beneficial in the long term than um, working with Swift or Objective-C, I think it is, with Apple. So with uh, with the podcast app, I decided to do Android. And so Android has what's what it's written in, in one of two languages for the most part. One of those is Java, which is an object-oriented programming language. And then the other one is Kotlin, which is an object-oriented programming language developed by IntelliJ, which is also the company that that Google used. So Google used IntelliJ's uh, IDE, or uh, Integrated Development Environment, to create the Android Studio. So then over time, they integrate Kotlin ended up being integrated as a way to write the Android apps. And last year, the year before, Android made the decision to include Kotlin as one of the official languages. So Kotlin and Java are the official languages. Java, by far, in my opinion, is very... is 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 Half a mile. Keep left to continue. See? That's how you know that I'm driving. Uh, so Java is a great programming language and there's lots of stuff that you can do with it. And what makes it good is traditionally it can run on any, uh, machine because of the way that the Java virtual machine works and the way that it, uh, creates the code. And so the first part of the certificate that I'm getting, it's an Android development certificate was to spend time with Java. And I did that. It was very, I'm just being honest, it was strenuous, but mainly because of everything that I have going on in my work week. And with re, with community colleges, a lot of the time, there's an over need for workload um, because they're trying to teach certain skills to the kids. And so the part of that workload was that I 
um, have an assignment to every week, and that was difficult. And so that, and then once you really get into Java, um, maybe after the first three months of working with it or four months of working with it, uh, a lot of it became more complicated, especially when you're utilizing, um, when you spend a lot of time utilizing loops um, and creating different class classes and then calling or and creating different methods within those classes and then also calling those methods uh, within your your main Java activity that starts getting difficult um, it, but it's fun like it's it's interesting because when you're doing it and learning it you feel and I felt stupid to be honest because it was just like okay this is new uh, the beginning of it was really easy and then it got really complicated and then you just kind of push through it and then it all starts to make sense and I think that that's what's that's my favorite part of learning is when you end up pushing through something and then it starts to make sense and it was very enjoyable for me the sad part is is that as I took a couple weeks off in between the classes like some of it started to slip so then when we started the Android Studio app uh, class, which is what I'm doing now, actually building the apps, and then the class after this is an advanced version of this class, was that with it, it it's, it's annoying because Android Studio works really slow, and the integrated development environment, the I'm sorry, the emulator, which essentially an emulator is how the, uh, it's a way for you to look at the phone without actually having a phone. So like, let's say you make your app, you can run the app on the emulator so you can see how it works, but the emulator works fucking horrible in my opinion. And I, I have an Android development book that actually recommends using the emulator through, um, through visual code, which is a Microsoft, uh, integrated development environment or IDE. And so, um, so I, I'm probably going to try to do that. The thing is, is that he wants to see it run in the emulator within Android Studio, I think. So I don't know if it would be open for me to use Visual Code, but I heard the Visual Code one works better. So I think one of the things that frustrates me about this is I start getting going, something happens with Android Studio, I have to restart it, um, or the emulator takes forever and it doesn't show it, and it's just a pain in the ass. But I'm gonna be honest, it's really fun. It mixes like graphic design essentially with code and you can build apps that people will actually use and it's really not that difficult. So I encourage people, if that's something that you wanna look into, it's fun. Um, and, it, and for me, it's more methodical and relaxing because it's methodical. So you just sit there, you kind of think about stuff and then you try to make it happen. And I think that that's interesting because to me, it, it makes me want to really focus on the family business being more engineer focused and because we can create stuff. And I think that that's one of the things I read a article a couple of months ago that says that we have not innovated anything new, new in many, many years and innovation is dying in the country and possibly in the world. And the reason, and I personally think that's because everybody's just focused on getting money. No one's really trying to solve hard problems and coming up with solutions to them. And I'm not saying what I'm doing right now is by any way come solving hard problems and solutions. I started Age of Radio because I was pissed off at the way that the current networks worked. I just wanted people to be able to work together, to share their podcast um, to possibly make money at it and to not have to pay for hosting. And that's what I did. I didn't solve any world problem or like I solved a problem, but I didn't solve like any world 
big world problem like getting to Jupiter or something um, or Saturn. Uh, and so I don't want to I don't want to say that like what I'm doing is great. I'm just saying that I, I feel that we do we do everything to make money, especially with the way that we see shit on Instagram and the way sh that we see shit on TikTok. It's just constantly do real estate, do cryptocurrencies, invest in this, buy stocks. There is so much more to the world of how to make money than just those things that I wish people would really educate themselves. And we also live in this fucking world where people are just like, no, don't go to college. I don't need to go to college. You don't go to college to get money. You go to college to get educated. Do you have to get a full degree? No. But if you don't know something, learn about that something so you can be educated on it. And it's... It's diff difficult because, uh, you know, I don't want to say that if you don't go to college, it's bad because you can do whatever you want in your life. But I just wish that we wouldn't push this narrative that college is ruining our kids, that college isn't good. All kinds of great things come from college, not only just from academic research that the colleges do, but how, how we learn from going to college, how we get a sense of different things in life, like literature, like art, like math, like science, you know. Uh, there's just so much greatness that comes from spending time going to college and learning and expanding your brain that I, I just, it pisses me off and it saddens my heart when I see all of these people not wanting to do that because they're just focused on going into the world and making money. And money shouldn't be the sole purpose of what you're trying to do. And it's difficult to say that because, yeah, I have money now. I had not had money. And to be honest, having money is better than not having money. So it kind of sounds kind of hypocritical to say this. But I just want to see people go and, and educate themselves so that they can look at the world and understand it better. And I think that that's why college is important. And if I can push people to go to college and to find the benefit in it and even the benefit of going and becoming a PhD, becoming an academic and also having your business also while you're doing that or, or teaching part time while you're running your business or whatever, we just make the world a much better place and you just become so much more knowledgeable when you are in college. And so I just wish that I could change this narrative that we're pushing out there, but I'm not you know, a big enough influencer yet, but I will be, you know, I am going to have the greatest finance company in the world. Um, so I mean, it doesn't, eventually it'll get there, but I just wish we could change that. So I, I also encourage you to look at your family business. If you have a family business, I hope you do. Um, or your business and say, you know, what is it that we're going to need in the future for what we're trying to do? And then try to encourage your children about that. Or if your children are, you know, young adults into their 20s, have those conversations. If that's something they want to do, they might have to go and learn something new so they can integrate that into the business to keep the business innovative. Because most businesses don't make it after that third generation. And a lot of people think that that's because the kids waste the money. I personally think well, I mean, that is one of the reasons, but I think more of a reason is because they don't have a plan and they're not innovating to make it a long-term generational business. And I think that that's one of the things that I'm trying to change with my family business. And I hope that we try to change as our, you know, partnered family business of 3T Fitness as it becomes 
uh, bigger and starts making even more money and making us wealthier and the other businesses that we start because that's just what it is because that's actually the thing that I'm really good at that I'm finding out is I am super, super good at making businesses and making them work and getting them to work well and keeping them, their finances under control. And so the, the, and, and again, this is more of like a, this is more of like a me, you know, not being narcissistic or something. I'm um, just knowing what I'm good at and, and realizing that that's what I should be doing with my time. Uh, but back to the development thing. So the plan is, is that after this class, I'm going to start learning Adobe UX, start designing the, 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 the experience or the app, the app design of it. And then from there, moving to actually creating the app. I have a couple problems that I, I don't know how to solve. And if you are into programming and you know how to solve these, that would be great. But the two problems I, I can't figure out in my mind how to solve with the app is how do I make, how does the app make the new pages when people put in an RSS feed? So like, so I, I can link the, the app to the Android API that I'm pretty sure I can figure out and that'll pull in different podcasts or their, their, directory of podcasts for you to search and find a podcast, right? I get that part. But like, let's say I just want an exclusive to my app RSS feed and I pull in that RSS feed and from there I sit submit, right? If I'm on the app, but then like a page is created automatically for that page. I've seen it with Podcast Addict. Podcast Addict does it really well. So when we put the feed into the RSS feed in Podcast Addict and I hit submit, everything's created right away. The page is available, it's on the app, it's everywhere. That's what I wanna do and I don't know, I don't understand how to do it. Because like in the app when you create a button, right? So in you're in Google Android, you create a button and then you create this thing called on-click listener, I think is what it's called. And it listens for that click. Once that happens on that button, then you can have another page created. Once that other page is created, then then you can go and do stuff on that page. And then when you run the app and you hit that button, it switches over to that next page and that's how you connect pages together. So I get that part, but I feel like that page is created on, that page gets created automatically when you put in an RSS feed in certain podcast apps. And that's what I, I don't understand how to do. And that's one of the, the biggest things that I keep going over in my head that, that makes me fearful of creating this app and not being able to do it because I, I don't know how I'm gonna do that. And again, once I go through the Android Studio course and then I go through the advanced Android Studio course, I'm imagining I'll be able to do that. The other thing that pisses me off about the community colleges and using Rio Salado is that the book they use is slightly outdated. So it takes me a little bit longer to find out where the stuff is now because a lot of that stuff has changed because of the fact that it is no longer the app display has changed. So when you're looking at the book and you're saying it should be here, you go to the app or the Android studio and it's not there. And that's because some of the stuff has been changed because they've updated the app. So, but that's kind of where I'm at on the app side. I really enjoy it. I think that as I grow, um, and I think I'm going to, you know, do some stuff with some more mathematics because I feel like as I grow, one of the things that I would really like to get involved with is software development 
more mathematical skills and, and try to integrate that into the family business and integrate that into my personal life for fulfillment because I enjoy teaching and I enjoy teaching people about math and I enjoy teaching about people about software just a little bit that I know because I think that the software creation is going to be so important as we move forward in any business because everything is the internet of things now and we all need to have this ability to sell stuff online to uh touch people online to touch our customers online and i just think every business can benefit from software in some way that doesn't mean that they need to have a software crew work for them it just means that maybe they need to think about how they can what can be innovative in their business and i'm assuming a lot some of that will require software so something to think about all right well i hope you enjoyed uh, hanging out with me while i drive to 3t fitness i'm actually almost there um so i will talk to you guys later uh again we'll probably move this to bi-weekly i really hate messing with the schedule and changing the schedule but it's just when stuff changes or stuff happens i it pulls me away from this and i gotta get this other stuff done so it sucks uh, but thank you so much for listening make sure you subscribe to the uh podcast make sure that you review the podcast make that you follow sure you follow me on tiktok oh on tiktok we're actually doing a giveaway for my tiktok personal tiktok so i'll do that now we're gonna do some giveaways on some other stuff and i'll talk about those on the podcast but the one of the giveaways that we're going to be doing is uh zoom released this new uh hookup for non iphones um, that hooks to your um, usb port i believe and into your audio jack and it creates like audio level or uh professional level audio for your TikToks or for whatever you record with your phone. And so it's a $100 value. And if you follow me on TikTok, once I get to a 1,000 TikTok members, I'll randomly choose someone that follows me and then they will win that uh, Zoom item. I think it's the AM7 is what it's called, but don't quote me on that. Uh, Zoom is not one of our sponsors, but Zoom Audio is amazing. It's a Japanese company. It's called Zoom Corp um, or Zoom Audio Labs. Uh, I think you can find it through zoomcorp.com. So that's Z-O-O-M-C-O-R we do sell their uh, items so if you're looking for some great audio equipment uh, please reach out to us on hradio.org forward slash mercury and we can go ahead and help you with that so I'll talk to you later guys you have a great day bye Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.